It has been a strange season in Indian football uh, with both the Indian Super League and I-League being held in bio-bubbles in separate cities. We have seen some surprising results here and there. Uh, But one of the biggest surprises so far has been the struggles of uh, Bengaluru FC and the club's sacking of uh, head coach Carlos Quadrat. Uh, Bengaluru have appointed Noshad Musa as the interim head coach. He was uh, in charge of the reserves team and the assistant coach of the first team. The former two-time MyLeague champions and winners of the 2018-19 ISL season had never sacked a head coach before. Uh, Granted, they had only two head coaches before Carlos Quadrat. But the sacking of Quadrat came after Bengaluru lost three straight games in the ongoing season in Goa. Uh, Then on Saturday night, uh, they lost their fourth consecutive game when they were beaten by East Bengal. In this episode, we'll discuss the departure of Quadrat and Bengaluru's poor run of form. Uh, so, Dhiman, uh, what was your first reaction when you first came to know of uh, Quadrat's sacking? I would say it was on the cards because uh, of the reasons you just mentioned. You know, they lost three games on the trot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, all clubs in the ISA have gone through seasons of crisis. Mm. And now it's Bengaluru's turn to go through that uh, slump. And this will be a test of character because I think apart from the first time under Albert Roca, when they were in the I-League, they haven't had such a long drought of wins. Now, Roca repaired that season by winning the Federation Cup. Mm. But Bengaluru FC were fourth, I think, in the 2016-17 I-League. Now, it's difficult to believe that, isn't it? Bengaluru FC mm. finishing the Antiz all, Mohan Bagan and East Bengal. But they did. So, Quadrat was under pressure when he was appointed. First, because he had the bar was set kind of high because, you know, Roka had won the Federation Cup, then won the I-League before that. And also because till Quadrat's appointment, there was nobody of his stature who was getting the head coach's job in the ISL. Hmm. So, it was only when he was appointed that Northeast United FC pushed uh, ISL and got Elko Shatori to be appointed as their head coach. Hmm. Then, then Quadrat silenced everyone by winning the ISL in, in 2018-19. But, you know, I think he came under pressure. I, his sacking was last week, but he came under pressure, I think, from last season when he could not protect a lead going into the second leg of the semi-final against APK. Hmm. It was also the first time that Bangalore FC hadn't won anything. Now, these things are bound to happen in a club that goes on, but the first time is always the dodgy part. I mean, so, it was under Quadrat that Bengaluru FC ended a season without anything. 
But then Bengaluru FC thought that he had possibly one more year to run on his contract and they, you know, extended his stay. Now, I don't know what plans they have for Musa, mm. but I think they have a lot of work to do. I think Bengaluru FC have a lot of work to do. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that loss to East Bengal, uh, it makes uh, it four losses in four games yeah. Bengaluru. Mm-hmm. And they haven't really been very good uh, going forward. I mean, so far, uh, yeah. they have played 10 games and they have just scored from open play in only six of those 10 games. And right. in their last four games, uh, all of which they lost, they d- failed to score a single goal from open play. So they're mm-hmm. they're finding it a bit of a struggle uh, to score goals this season, uh, mm-hmm. and if you look back at uh, the beginning of the season, I mean before even the season began, they lost uh, Rafael Augusto. Uh, the right. player left because of uh, uh, personal reasons, and recently he was also signed by Abahoni Dhaka, according to reports. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, uh, Bengaluru did all right uh, without him when he was out injured for most of last season. Uh, But uh, I think this could have been uh, the perfect occasion for him to make an impact at the club. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then if you look at their their other players in uh, in their attack, uh, Deshaun Brown and Christian Upset, uh, they haven't uh, scored a goal yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Sunil Chetri is their top scorer again. Uh, he has scored four goals, uh, but two of those have come from penalties. Uh, Clayton Silva hasn't done badly, but if you look at that squad, I mean, they have a very big squad and some really good players, but this season they don't really seem to have too many goal scorers in them. Uh, what have you made right. of the uh, attack, Timan? You know, uh, like you say, I mean, the answer to your question would be the attack is not good enough. And uh, you see, Bengaluru FC have been struggling for goals since mm. Miku was sold. Yeah, and I think that's the beginning of the problems because they haven't got a replacement of which which could match what Miku brought uh, to the park. Now, mm. whether that is because they're pruning cost mm. or they can't find somebody of Miku's caliber, because as we keep saying in this uh, podcast, you know, player recruitment is not an exact science, etc. I don't know, but they had started poorly last season too. Mm. They had. Three draws uh, before that 3-0 win against Chennai NFC. Hmm. Last season too, Sunil was their highest scorer hmm. with nine goals. And then there was nobody else in the from the team in the top 20. So hmm. these problems did not surface overnight. These problems were there last year, last time too. I think they kind of papered it over, papered over it by the combination of, you know, play, being able to play at home, doing better at set piece situations. And defending better. So, I think Bengaluru's problem also is that they have a core that is now getting old. Yeah. Now, I mean, it, we may not be able to say this in the same breath, but, you know, look at Barcelona and the, the their problems, you know. When you have to replace a core, you nearly need to replace a number of players and that will take time. Especially mm. in a country like India where the second string of players are so short of game time that they will take a lot of time to grow into this, mm. into the first team. So, Bengaluru have Partalu is 34, Dimas is I think 37, mm. Chetri is 36, Khabra is 32, but he's been around at the top level since 2006. So that's mm. 15 years. Mm. Now, that I think is a problem that Bengaluru need to address yeah. going forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, specifically talking about this season, uh, they have uh, been struggling at the back as well. 
again, going back to their transfer business, I mean, since last season, they have lost two key players uh, from their defense, Albert yeah. Seran and uh, Nisho Kumar. And I think the fact that they haven't really been able to replace uh, uh, Albert Seran uh, in particular, I think that is showing now. Uh, and they have conceded mm-hmm. already uh, 13 goals this season. And that is mm-hmm. the same number of goals that uh, they conceded in the entire league phase. Wow. Yeah, that I didn't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, of course, they did really well defensively last season in that uh, league phase. But mm. in general, they have uh, looked very vulnerable this time. I mean, uh, Pratik Chaudhary has been brought in, but uh, he hasn't really been very impressive. And uh, I mean, every time you watch Bengaluru play, you get this feeling that they can make a mistake anytime uh, at the back. And, mm-hmm. and that is very surprising because uh, no matter what kind of style uh, or what kind of setup uh, Bengaluru have employed uh, over the last few years, whether it was under uh, Ashley Westwood or with uh, Albert Roca or Quadras himself, they have always looked very solid in defense. Uh, and this season, that doesn't seem to be the case. I think, you know, they've looked solid in the defense because, because like you said, you know, they've had players who could give that solidity. now. Or Nishu Kumar was sold. Mm. Uh, and then Ashik Kurunian, who could have got that, you know, he's not a defender, I know, but mm. he could have got that uh, mobility on a flank and he got injured. Mm. So, Bangalore FC has spent some amount of money, I think, on getting Ajit Kumar from Chennai City. But he will need time to settle in. And I think he's also a right-footed player. That makes it, you know, a little awkward for him to play in that position. So, I think more than Seran, I think Nishu has been a big loss. And it possibly has a lot to do with their wage bill being high. Hmm. I mean, players like Udanta, Gurpreet, Sunil, they don't come cheap. And because your Indian players' wage bill is high, hmm. are you possibly cutting the cost of foreigners because you do need to stay within a salary cap? I could be completely wrong about Ospet or Brown, but like you've mentioned, and you know, they could go ahead to have a great season, but it is a sign of the things not going well with the team when their strikers are not among goals. Hmm. I mean, what more do you need to look for when you are looking for a crisis here? This is an example. This is possibly one example of how things are not going right with Bengaluru FC. And Hmm. again, I come back to that point about budgets, etc. Because I don't understand why they signed Fran Gonzalez as late as they did. Now, Hmm. Fran Gonzalez was a Mohan Bagan hero all right last Hmm. season. He was playing in the I League. Mm-hmm. And if, if he was that good, mm-hmm. then other teams would have signed him. But the fact that Bengaluru waited and got him late, signed him on late, and then they rarely start from. They usually bring him on as a substitute. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying that, you know, whatever you said was right. You know, they, they were always solid in defense. But if they're not this time, and East Bengal took them apart from the mm-hmm. center and took them apart from the sides. I mean, what the, the defense could not have been more of a shambles in the way East Bengal took them apart. The fullbacks were caught out by their inexperience and East Bengal was kiting through the middle. There was another game that I can't remember where Huanan and Pratik were caught out at least twice. So, mm. it is a problem. The back line is a problem. Mm. You're not getting goals. Mm. So, what more do you need as ingredients for a crisis? Yeah, absolutely. And as you mentioned, uh, Fran Gonzalez, I mean, pretty surprising signing. I mean, so far he has played, uh, he has started, I think, just one or two games. And many games he has come in as a substitute, but... A very late sub. I mean, very very late. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, he hasn't really been able to make an impact. Of course, I mean, right. 
come in at the 85th minute for example it's difficult to make <laughs> an impact at that time yeah, yeah. but i mean at the end of the day the box stops it's uh, carlos quadrado of course and he eventually did pay with his job for the poor results but as you said you have to question whether bengaluru gave him the best possible squad to maybe right. you know, go one or two steps uh, uh, better than last season uh, i mm. think didn't really do very well in the transfer market uh, and their poor form is uh, partially a result of that also mm. at the same time as i mentioned at the beginning i mean this is a very strange season none of the clubs got a very normal pre-season uh, yes I mean, no one all, across the world i think got a normal pre-season yeah, yeah absolutely and i mean it's only natural to see you know one or two teams struggle more than the others uh, right thing is at the same time if you look at the larger picture uh, i mean bengaluru are still pretty close to the playoff uh, spots of course they're not playing very well but uh, i mean we're only halfway through the season and there is every chance that you know bengaluru can improve their form if they get a couple of uh, wins say a couple of uh, back to back wins uh, they will be right, right back in the mix for the top 4 so there's still a lot of time left yes i mean of course of course uh, it's 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 a tightly packed bunch you know and atk mohan bagan and mumbai uh, city fc have run away for the with the top two spots for now but mm-hmm. the everything else from third to 11 is kind of tightly bunch even east bengal with a couple of wins uh, can can push really high up on the table my point with carles squadrat here also is that you know unlike most coaches because isl teams have new coaches almost every year so quadrat had stayed on so so maybe he paid the price for having a say in the recruitment of the foreigners hmm. now whether that was because there were budgetary cuts and he could not sign the players he wanted i don't know but you cannot really say like with most other teams like with chennai fc hyderabad fc uh, to an extent jamshedpur fc you know the they all had everybody's had a new coach so many of them have come in joined the team which had already a number of players with quadrat and with antonio lopez havas that is not the case so mm-hmm. maybe his head was more on the block than the coach uh, coaches of other uh, clubs because they did not really have that much of a say in the uh, squad composition mm-hmm. but that i don't know what plans like i said earlier w- what they would have for musa the problem is even if you get a new coach now that coach will have to be quarantined for 14 days while mm. games continue to come so it's possible that they'll they'll give musa a couple of games or whatever mm. uh, because and and it was nice to hear him speak about the intent that bengaluru fc showed in the second half against east bengal uh, and also it is good that you know he has been with these young players for some time so because he was with the reserve team playing those young players could also be a message to the senior players that you guys are not delivering enough and maybe mm-hmm. it will help it will spur them on to do better because Patalu after the game against East Bengal I think had spoken about the squad taking quadrat sacking personally mm-hmm. now if they really walk the talk they will be able to you know uh, up the game uh, in a manner of speaking mm-hmm. so that said i think the remaining games and the summer transfers will really show what bengaluru fc want Hmm. you know i i don't know if this is the right parallel varga but i kind of see a similarity with the way dempo went down before they eventually uh, hmm. wound up their team from the i league etc you know once that core went once that anthony pereira clifford miranda ranty martins uh, you know those guys once they went and once armando colaso uh, went 
Denport could not really turn things around to the yeah. point that they got relegated. Mm. So I'm saying that you know Bengaluru FC have never been through a crisis like this, except for that brief period under Roka. But Roka repaired that by winning the Federation Cup. This crisis will show exactly where Bengaluru FC wants to go. They could mm. wait uh, and give the young players chance to grow into the first team, or they could buy big like they did in the first season that they got into the ISL when they got Miku and Edu Garcia. And and maybe maybe you know just by selling off Edu Garcia in that season they were also possibly trying to give an indication that they need to cut down costs and you know budget and spend more judiciously on players. It didn't hurt them then because they still went ahead and played the final and then mm. the next season they won it. But why would you buy a player and sell him three months later mm. unless there's a bigger cost picture? I mean uh, to say that we got an offer that we couldn't refuse somehow I don't know uh, doesn't make sense. Hmm. Rebuilding the team anywhere takes time. Hmm. Any club in the world is going to take time to rebuild, and Bangalore, I think, will have to rebuild because the core of the team uh, is not getting any younger. Hmm. So, for the first time in hmm. in what they've been around for seven years, right? Varga, two thousand fourteen is when they started. Thirteen, yeah, thirteen they started. Seven years now, more than seven. Thirteen they started. So yeah, this is their eighth uh, year now. Hmm. Now, what they are going through now. Hmm. It's going to be a regular feature as they get older. It is true for all clubs. Mm. So it will be interesting to see what turn Bengaluru FC take in this crisis. Uh, yeah, which I think we'll we'll be able to get an idea of that as to how they treat the rest of the season and more importantly how they treat the summer transfer window. Yeah, I mean uh, this is of course as you said uncharted uh, territory for Bengaluru for them. Yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah, let's wait till February. I think we'll get a yeah we'll get a clear idea. as the second half goes on right yes see you next time then this was an episode of kicks for free do like and follow us on @htsmartcast on facebook instagram and twitter and write to us at podcast@hindustantimes.com you can also follow us on our twitter handles at dhimanht and at bhargav sharma You can listen to more podcasts by logging into htsmartcast.com. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.